Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a, another podcast on the Norfolk and Suffolk non-league podcast show. Uh, today, we have uh, Charlie Bowen with me. He is the Distown Reserves Manager and also the Berrytown Ladies Manager. So we are going to be talking all things Berrytown, and we're also going to be talking all things Orange as well. Uh, Charlie, good afternoon, my friend. How's things? Good afternoon. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Charlie, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on, my friend, and thank you ever so much for your time. And uh, looking forward to uh, hearing a bit about yourself and about the clubs and uh, your football life. So, Charlie, for those who don't potentially know you or haven't um, really found um, yourself in the football world yet, um, what is your sort of football history and your background in in the uh, in the game, mate? Um, well, as as you've mentioned, I'm I'm currently at Dis. I'm I'm a local lad to Dis. I've been at the club. Um, I think this is going to be my fifteenth year um, with the club, which is which is surprising. I can't believe it's been it's been that long. Wow. Um, but it but yeah, it, it started off as a as a player, age seven, under sevens. Um, played played for the youth. Um, from that age up until under 14s. Um, unfortunately, at that age, or going into under 15s, our team folded. So I then went elsewhere, went and played at Thurston for two years. Okay. Um, then then came back to DIS for the under 18s, came back for, for a couple of years, tried to play um, for the reserves, got a couple of bench appearances for the first team. Um, but didn't, didn't, quite, didn't quite take off, what a few more minutes. Then playing-wise... Bounced around a little bit, few, few first team appearances at Thurston, some reserve appearances at Skull, um, and then a mix mix of a few first and um, reserve appearances over at Bungie. Um, yeah, and that that's sort of where my playing career finished over there, because um, for the the latter few years of that, um, I was coaching alongside. Um, start started off small, um, helping out the local primary school. Um, and then it, it built up from there, really. Um, like I, said, I was just helping out a teacher. Um, absolutely loved it. So committed to some more at the football club, some fun age groups. Like we used to have mini tangies, four to seven-year-olds, started helping out with that. Took, then took on a team under sevens, was with them till they were under tens, got asked to join the 16s, went to the 16s. And from, from there, it was like, Okay, next year I want to set up an 18s. We set up a new 18s, and then, and then from there got asked got asked to go with um, the reserves. Um, so yeah, that that's how it sort of started and where it's got to at this. There's been been other things alongside, like I was at Ursham last year. Got got asked to go there. Loved that as you as you've already mentioned. I, I'm over at Berry as well, and absolutely loving it there. Excellent. So, how did the um, the bit to be in charge of Berrytown Ladies, mate? How did that uh, all come about then? Um, well, it was sort of um, it would have been during the November lock, lockdown that that came about. Um, as I just touched on last year, I was with with Ursha in their first team, and that that helped me massively. That that was my first adult co- coaching role, and that really gave me the confidence to think, oh, okay. I, I, I can do this at, at adult level. Um, and it was just during lockdown, I was look, looking about on, on the internet, I was on the Suffolk FA website and I saw it, it come up saying that um, Berrytown ladies were looking for a manager. 
Um, and so I did did a bit of research into them, sort of what league they're in, where they play, and you know the kinds of players, how how well they're doing, what what perhaps their ambitions might be. And yeah, just just put in for the job. Had had an interview with the youth secretary up there, and and yeah, it went from there. We were, we were both happy, and then yeah, got involved from when we come out of that that lockdown in December. Excellent. So how how in your in your view, mate? How does um coaching the ladies compared to coaching those at this then is there, is there much difference or is there a little bit of difference that you've noticed um i think there's a difference um it's a different it's a difficult one I, I i find to to explain why um i think the main reason is it's just the variation of people that you work with um you know every, everyone's got their own their own individual characteristics and their their own way that they work, their own way, their own way that they they play, and I just think that what makes it feel different is is the different people that you're working with. Um, like I've always found that the the different settings that you go into, it's all it almost always feels like a different environment. Yeah. Even even though at the end of the day you're still there coaching football and doing almost the same job and and to me implementing the same philosophy, but just just working with different people makes the environment different so with regards to uh, the environment mate and the setup at Berry, um what is the new season's aim then with Berry? as in is it a promotion is it is it to be established in the league are you after a, are you got, have you got your eye on, on a cup or two so what sort of um targets have you uh, and the girls set at Berry for the season coming um, our our aims for this coming season is to establish ourselves um, in the league that we're in, um, off of the back of the last two um, COVID disrupted seasons. We've we've actually just been promoted into the Eastern Region Women's Football League. Yep. Um, you know, so that that was our aim going going into this season. You know, it was to the aim was to win the league and get promoted. Unfortunately, we couldn't win the league because because it didn't finish. But but we got that promotion, which was our aim. And so now we're ju- we're just aiming to to become a solid solid side in that league, um, stay in that league moving forwards um, in terms of finishing position. But we've got bigger ambitions in terms of the club and what we want to do. We want to bring more more girls teams in um, into the setup. Re- really look to expand and add more of them. We want we want to really explore the path of bringing in a second ladies team as well. Cool. And to to really to really back the setup up, and that that's sort of what what we're aiming for this year. Just establish ourselves in 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 the new league and and start to look to to really um develop the club for both the ladies and the girls set up. Cool. So with, in regards of the league you're now in, Charlie, what's uh, from the top of your head uh, a little bit and put you on the spot a bit? What sort of uh, what teams are you going to be facing next year? And what um, sort of challenges are they going to bring to you and 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 the ladies? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the teams that we've got, we've got, um, we're going into the Division One North, um, which has got a few teams. There's uh, Cambridge Development, um, Newmarket, uh, Needham Market are in there as well, I believe. Haverhill might be. Um, Kings Lynn have just been promoted out of it, so it's it's a it's a strong looking uh, division. Um, it's not not going to be something to to take lightly. You know, it's it, it's going to be a challenge footballing wise. You know, with when we, when we get up and running for the new season, you know, we're really going to have to have to work hard and 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 
really work on our, our way of playing so that we we become well drilled so that when you know we face these teams that we we know what we're doing um i think another challenge is you know being promoted it's it's an eastern league as opposed to um a suffolk league a county league there's going to be a little bit of extra traveling um but you know that's that's part of football you know if if you want to go up up through the levels then that's that's something that you've you've got to do absolutely and to, and to be fair mate it sounds like you're doing a cracking job uh from behind the scenes, you know, this this reserves and uh, Berrytown ladies, and you like I say, you're talking to the powers that be. You want to bring in a a ladies team, um, and I think you know, rightly so. The ladies needs more more promoting. I think they need more media spotlight. I don't really think the ladies get um, enough attention um, compared to um, the men's leagues. I, I'm sure I'm sure you will agree. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, they, they, you know, the ladies' game is is massive with, or with where it is. It's it's really starting to grow and take off, and that that was that was something else that really attracted to me to to getting involved with that side of the game. You know, to to try and have an impact and re- and really push push it forward. But yeah, I completely agree. It's it's not out there enough yet. Sort of with it within society, it, it needs to be pushed pushed further. And like even even looking on, on social media and stuff, it it needs to be more widely out there. Like when, when I first look at the number of the followers that the ladies account has got on Twitter compared to the, the main account, it, it surprised me at how vast the difference was. So really working to, to push, push that out there is, is a massive part of, of the job that needs to be done. Sure. And speaking of the job that needs to be done, I did notice that um, on the uh, Twitter page, there was a Berrytown ladies open uh, session, training session. Is that still going ahead, or has the club decided not to do that because of the COVID restrictions? Um, at, at present, the club has decided that football will be suspended for two weeks, okay. um, which is um, from when the decision was made up until Saturday the 17th. Um, so what that does mean is that our, our initial um, open sessions that were planned are unable to go ahead. But what yep. we have done is we've rescheduled them for later in the month. Right. Um, so so they will now go ahead on, on Wednesday the 21st and Wednesday the 28th, um, where, you know, players are just welcome to come along, see, you know, players that perhaps have football and experience and are looking for somewhere new or players that, that haven't got any experience are wanting to see if it's for them. Um, and I, any, uh, sorry, mate, carry on. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, any, anyone's welcome to come along and, and, yeah, we just want to see who's interested and, and what numbers we've got and... Like I say, playing positions and all the rest of it can be worked out later. We just want to see who there is to work with. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you, you know, being in Bury, I suppose really compared to some towns and some villages, um, you you must have a bit of a generous catchment area of um, players that um, are coming forward. Yeah, I mean that that seems to be the case. I mean, I, like I mentioned I'm I'm from Dis, so to be honest, in terms of knowing players to pull in, that's that's not a strong point of mine from from that area, but from from advertising and using the links that we've got and and the accounts and like our club captain and other players it's we're we're able to to attract players which which is definitely a good a good sign you know we've we've had at least nine nine responses so far from from the um open open session advert so you know that's that's definitely going strong and it's it's a good response to what what i was expecting no, it sounds it sounds absolutely fantastic, mate. An absolute credit to you and um, 
those involved. And uh, of course, when, when, when we see bits and pieces, we'll gladly uh, put them on our social media accounts and everything else and uh, keep our eyes peeled for hopefully in the time to come a uh, reserve team for the ladies. But uh, just staying in Suffolk, only just though from memory, um, if we could come across back to Ersham, what was that experience like at Ersham, mate? And, uh, you know, what, what were some of the memorable moments? What were the highs? What were the lows? Um, and what did, you, what did you sort of learn about yourself while at Ersham? Um, yeah, I mean, Ersham, it was, it was a brilliant experience for me. It was, it's the first, first time I've coached adult football. Um, it came it came very out of the blue to me. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I know one of the managers from DIS, he's got a youth team there. Um, and one evening I just I just got a WhatsApp through, just said, um, you know, what what are your thoughts? I've got a pro- proposition for you. And I sort of said, you know, fire away. And 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 then he said, How do you fancy coming over and being our first team coach? Um, and yeah, like I say, uh, First of all, it, it took me back a bit. I was a bit bit surprised. I've, like I say, I hadn't worked um, in adult football or coached in adult football um, up up until the start of last season. Um, but yeah, I, I sat down with him. We had we had a great chat. We had a long chat. Um, I think it was about four hours our first initial chat, and it and it was brilliant. We just talked all, all things football, and and you know he 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 got me over. Um, I I joined, and yeah. I absolutely loved it over there. It's a brilliant team, great group of players, great management, great committee. It's a club that um, I didn't know too much about before I went over, but um, leaving at the end of the season was was tough. It, it wasn't an easy decision because it's just such a brilliant place and it, it, it's a club that's going to go places. Um, but more looking at the coaching side, for me, it, it just gave me confidence um, and reassured me in a way that, I, I came away from like the first few training sessions thinking, okay, I, I can coach adult football. Um, it's not perhaps as daunting as, as I thought it was going to be having not, not coached it before. And I come away with, with this confidence thinking, okay, I, I can now start to look at going into the adult game and, and progress um, a path, a path into the, the adult side of the game as, as well as the youth side. So what was the what was the uh, very first training session like, mate? When you walked onto the grass for the first time and you was about to take the first training session, how did uh, Charlie feel and how did the lads respond and uh, how was the first sort of day for you? If, if that makes sense. Um, nerve wracking. Um, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It, it was. It was a nervous first session. Um, I mean, the the first time I went over, um, I went over and watched. The, the manager take a session first and sort of just watched got got an idea of the team how they play how they interact that sort of I thing see. um and then the the following week i then i then took took that session and yeah so it's like just just from going the week before it gave me a bit of an idea of the sort of things you know that they, they like to do or they usually do um but yeah still still going into that session it, it was nerve-wracking but um but yeah, like once once the session got up and running, all the players players were brilliant. They you know they they fully committed to everything and the philosophy we were trying to implement all season. Um, yeah, and they were brilliant. And once once the session got up and running, I just just slipped into like coaching mode and it all all went smoothly and all all went well. And yeah, and then like I say, each week I like to think that I took a little bit from each session and and tried to 
try to build on that um, and develop each session and the, and the way I put it across to them um, by learning, you know, the team and the way that they wanted to be coached. And yeah, as the season went on and um, developed that, um, it's just a shame that we, we weren't able to, to complete a season. But yeah, these, these things happen. Absolutely, my friend. So what was your, who, who was your first game for with Ersham and uh, how did the game go? What was the score and um, what sort of feedback did you get from the lads after your first 90 minutes on the sideline? Um, our, our first first game with them would, would have been a pre-season friendly. We went over to Pouringland. Oh, yeah. And we, we, we had a double header with the first on first and the reserves on second. All oh, right. OK. Um, it, it, it was an absolutely fantastic day. You know, was, first team went over. We played on first. I think we come away 4-0 um, winners. Yep. Um, and the, the team had just played so well. You could just see that they were implementing the things that we'd looked at. And it was such a joy to, to be a part of um, that day as well with the reserves then going on after. And they they got a better result than we did. I think they won six six nil or something. Yeah. Um. And and it was just a brilliant day. And but you could really sort of see what the players had been taken on board and what we needed to work on. And and after that, the players came off and that you know they they said, okay, this this is what's going well. This is what we feel we need to work on. And and yeah, from that day moving forward, it, it was a real like. Um, there was a, a good coordination sort of between like our management and coaching team and, and the players for how how we went about what what we needed to work on and, and how we needed to move forward. So with with regards to uh, league football, mate, how did uh, before COVID hit? Um, where did where did you eventually finish in the league? And um, you know, with was it a sort of frustration that? Uh, you know, we were you pushing for promotion, or were you looking to just establish Ersham in the league, or were you, you know, what? How did that all come about at COVID? Um, last last season at, at Ersham, unfortunately, we didn't we didn't play that many games, but but for them, um, they're Anglian Com Div Two, and that's that's the highest level they've ever been um, in, the, in the history of the club, which is, like I said, it's, it's all credit to the club and the committee and the, and the players and the management team to get the club into that position. So really, we, we were just looking at establishing the team and ensuring that they, they stayed in that, in that league for, for another season. Um, we, we got off to a brilliant start. We played at home and we, I think we came away 3-2 um, victory. Um, and it was it was a brilliant game, and again, a- absolutely loved it. Um, unfortunately, the the, f- the few games that followed didn't didn't quite go as well. We had a bit, bit of bad luck, and a bit a few things didn't quite go our way. Um, but yeah, we we avoided relegation, and and Ersham are, are staying in that league for another season. Excellent, fantastic, mate. So then, obviously, um, Distown Reserves um, became. Uh, should we say active again? I think there was a, was there a season they didn't they didn't uh, have a team or something, and um, that now now they they've came back into the league. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think there's been one out of the last four years where where we've had a reserve team. Um, because a few years ago they were struggling for players, and in the end that the decision was taken to put to pull them out. Um, because it it, it was just more more viable for the club. 
Um, so I think they went two years without a team and then they had they brought them back for a year, which is when Jamie Scales was manager. Um, and then due to COVID last year, they took the decision to um, accept the league on their on their one year um, timeout um, without without any um, any um, suspension or anything. So now that 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 year is up, we're we're now um, putting the reserves back in. Excellent. And how did, how did that job come about, mate? And how did um uh, did they come to you? Did you go to them, or you know what? How did, how did it all happen? Um, it was it's sort of a mix of mix of both, I think. Um, I I managed um an under 18s at this last year. We had two under 18s at this. Um, and so we were coming towards the end of the season, and and several players were sort of saying, well. Well, what's going to be happening next year? Is there going to be reserves? Isn't there going to be reserves? You know, can I stay at this or will I have to go elsewhere? And so I, I contacted the club and sort of sort of said, I've got players interested in the reserves. Is is that an option for next year? Are, are you looking at bringing bring the, the reserves back? Um, but I didn't want to go. I didn't put in that email anything about managing them because I felt if if they were going to, Bring the bring the team back. That 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 was um, up to them to decide who would take that on. Um, but yeah, then in response to that email, um, Steve Flatman, the chairman, emailed back and said, "Yeah, we're we're looking at reserves. Why don't you come up and have have a chat with Michael, and and we'll take it from there." Um, so yeah, I I went up spoke spoke with Michael after one of their training sessions, and the, and he said they want to bring the reserves back, and if I'm interested then they're definitely interested in having me take it on. And, and yeah, from there, we, we just work, worked it up to get it, get it up and running. Excellent. I think it's absolutely fantastic, mate. You're putting the time and effort in to uh, give lads um, the opportunity to play football. And uh, for many, many of the listeners will know that the club is steeped in um, history and um, it's very well established in uh, the eastern part of the, of the UK. And... Um, so, with regards to pre-season, mate, am I right in saying you've got Hockering, Thurston and Eastern as pre-season friendlies? Yes, yes, we we had um, we had three arranged. We've we've now had a had a fourth one added into there. Okay. Um, we've we've now got Brandon in there between between the Thurston and the Eastern game. So okay. yeah, we've we've now got four friendlies up up and um, scheduled for for pre-season. I mean, to be honest, obviously with a new setup at Dis Reserves, I, I obviously haven't seen uh, you or the lads play yet and everything else. But uh, you know, from the four teams on paper that you've got as friendlies, um, that's going to be some test. But it clearly shows the ambition that uh, you know you want Dis Town Reserves to be a force at Brewers Green Lane once again, and uh, people to have the fear factor of Dis. And um, for you guys to be established in the reserve league once again, no doubt. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely the aim. You know, we're we're here to um, to bring to bring the reserves team back and 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 get get them back where where they should be. You know, with with the friendlies, we we wanted to get make sure we got enough in so that we could see see lots of different players and start to put our squad together. But equally, we we wanted to have that challenge so we can also really measure where we're at. Um, in the in the way that we play, um, you know, we've we've got a philosophy, and and in in myself, I've got a philosophy, and and Michael's obviously got the way that he plays with the first team. So it's going to be implementing a mix of two. You know, my, 
you know, I'm going to sit down with Mike and he's going to tell me the way that the way that he wants us to play and what and what he wants me to implement. And then and then so, yeah, it's about using those friendlies to really start to put together our squad and and the way that we want to play. Um, Sorry, mate. I was going to say that, that that must really give the lads a bit of a spring in the step to see, you know, that you're bringing you're bringing and facing some tough opposition, regardless of it being a friendly. That must surely give the lads an inkling to think, you know, what Charlie really is wanting to push us, and uh, he really means business by bringing them sort of quality teams to Burrs Green Lane, or you go into them even if it is a pre-season friendly. Yeah, we say the thing is at the end of the day, our, our aim is is to challenge challenge these lads and um, and get them to be the best footballers that they can be. You know, we we want to develop them as best we can, and so by by playing them in these sort of games, that's that's what's going to happen. You know, the the aim at the end of the day is is to to get these lads into the team and develop them and and get them ready for for Mike and the first team. You know, to 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 get them playing with them. That that's that's our aim long term. You know whether whether some of those players start playing with the first team this season or whether for some of those players they start playing for the first team in two, three, four years' time. That's that's what the aim of this team is to do. It's to get those players in, give them game time at adult level, give them that experience and, and, and get them developed and ready to progress into the first team. So I, I guess then, Charlie, obviously, you know, you're really strongly connected with the under teams. When certain players get to the age limit... I guess they would come to you. And I guess if the first team have an injury or two or whatever, then you can have one or two of their players and they can also pull players out of your reserve team and so forth. Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely the aim. We're, we're looking for a lot of um, fluidity within the club. We, we want players to be progressing between the teams. Like you mentioned, you know, if, if there's players doing well at under 18s, um, then we want to be getting them in, getting them playing on a Saturday as well. Equally, if they're playing well for us, then we want to, we want to get them involved with the first team. And, you know, there's already one or two players Michael's looking at just, just from training and getting involved with pre-season friendlies. Um, and, yeah, same again. If, if he's got a couple coming back from injury or any, he just wants to get more game time, you know, we'll we'll take those players and 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 do that for them and get them to where where he needs them to be. So, just out of interest, Charlie, I mean, compared to the under eighteens and the first team, you kind of are really the sort of middleman, aren't you? Really to help players and progress players. But uh, it, you know, how do you keep the momentum going if you're on a good run when the first team can pull players and give you players? at the last minute, but how do you as a manager keep a reserve team momentum going when that squad can chop and change virtually every week? Um, well, the thing is, despite having, you know, players coming in, maybe players going out, the, the aim is to have a key core group um, which will stay the same. You know, we, we've got an idea of, of who those core players are going to be. We've still got new players coming in that we're looking at, but, but the idea is really that there's going to be a, a key core group there um, and really, and hopefully it's, it's sort of maybe one, two, maybe three, three changes each week um, just to provide that st- stability. But, you know, in terms of the way that, the way that we're going to play, you know, that's, that's going to be the same each week. We're, we're not going to change the way that we play depending upon the players we've got available because it, it, it just um, disjoints the season. 
So the players that are with us and are a part of that core will, will be able to help, you know, the new players coming in and to say, you know, this is the way that we're going to play and, and guide them through that way and, and get them get them accustomed to the team nice and quickly. So I've got to ask you, Charlie, and I hope you never get in this position, but let's say you're second in the reserve league, you're two points off top, and if you win your last game, you win the league. But then all of a sudden, say the first team need three or four players due to injury, suspension, holidays, whatever. How do you not so much fight your corner, but how do you how how do you lot as a club work that to think, well, actually, all right, we'll go for, go for the reserve league title or whatever, or the first team get priority? How do you sort of control and contain that level of frustration but understanding? Um, yeah, well, obviously, if, if that situation was was to arise, then there'd be there'd be um, good and in-depth conversations within the club as to, as to how best to deal with it. Um, I see. I think the the thing is at the end of the day that the first team always takes takes priority really you know yeah. if they, if they need players and they they need players um that that's that's our role and our long term aim is to get players ready um ready to play for the first team and and for them as individuals um the best experience for them will be will be to go and play for the first team if that opportunity arises so you know we're we're not going to tell anyone that they that they can't go and do that if if they're asked to, um, but you know the other thing is if if that happens, you know I've got a good relationship with the club. I've got good good relationship with Michael, and you know we'll we'll talk things out and and come to a solution. Well, it's it's actually really refreshing to hear, mate, how you've got that relationship, you know, with the first team, the under 18s all the managers, the backroom guys, you know, the the, 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 the with the powers that be. You know, it really seems like you are all on the same page and, um, you know, let common sense um, prevail, mate. Yeah, I mean, like I say, right right, right from the start, you know, we've all just been very, very open with each other, very honest about about the situation, what the aims are going to be and how it's going to be run and how it's going to work. Um, and, you know, in, in my opinion, that that's definitely the best, best way to go um, because no, nothing's hidden, you know. Everyone understands where they stand and how it's going to work. So, yeah. We'll, we'll keep work working to that bit, being open and honest about everything. And, and yeah, all, all will be fine and it will be a good season. Excellent. So do, do your lads actually train with the first team or the under-18s or do all three of three squads all train together? How does that training set up this actually work then? Um, as it stands at the minute, the first and reserves are training, um, or the first are training three times a week as it stands. Um, the reserves are training once a week on the same night. So the, the first team manager um, and, the, and the first team uh, management team are all are all up there. Um, so he he's getting a bit of a look at the players while they're training. Um, unfortunately, we've we've not not been able to merge merge the two together yet. But that is definitely definitely a plan. We want to get the reserves training with the first wherever we can. Um, you know, Michael's off, offered to take some sessions. Um, just just reserves because that will give him give him a better look at the players. Um, our, our goalkeeper is is training with the first team goalkeepers and with a goalkeeper coach. So you know that that's obviously good good for him to get that experience. Um, with with the under 18s again, hopefully um, once the season starts, we'll start getting the under 18s training training with the reserves because we want we want to have an overlap between 
between the two teams. You know, we want to have a lot of the under 18s playing for the reserves, and so hopefully we can we can start getting them get start getting them along to training with us as well. Excellent. And obviously, I'm guessing it, um, yourself in the first team set up with the under 18s. Um, I guess obviously um, try and bring some uh, silverware back to Brewers Green Lane after after a long time waiting, mate. Yeah, I mean that that's that's obviously the aim at the end of the day to be as successful as possible. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to see what happens. You know, the, the aim is is to get to get this back back to winning ways um, consistently week after week. So hopefully it will it will start to bring bring some success. Fingers crossed, mate. Absolutely. So with regards to the reserve team with yourself, um, have you got enough players, or have you got an open session you want to talk about? Or, you know, are you accepting players? What's the, what's the sort of um, the, the deal with that, mate, roughly? Um, we, we advertised uh, an open session a few weeks ago, um, just, just when we first started training to get players along, see who is, who is interested. Um, and, yeah, since, since then, I think we've had, we've had four or five training sessions. So, yeah, we're, we're just consistently training week after week at the minute, building momentum. You know, we've got... Um, players from the under 18s that, that I managed last year. We've got some other players coming in from from around the area that are interested. Um, but yeah, I mean we're we're open to players at the minute. You know, we're saying that if if anyone wants to come along, get in touch. You know, find out the, the details. Um, we're now training on a Tuesday, seven to eight thirty, at, at the football club. And if people want to come along, they're more than welcome to come along, get involved. You know, if they're interested, we'll you know we'll we'll just have a look at them and it, and if they fit, then at the end of the day they'll they'll be in the team. Excellent, um, absolutely, absolutely fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so in the reserve league, uh, for those who don't know, what sort of opposition are you going to be coming up against? And um, you know, who are the who would uh, the, t- the sort of some of the teams that uh, you know are going to be more unlikely fairly strong? Um. Yeah, I say it, it's it's a good standard reserve league. Obviously, it's the Furlough Nun League, so they're all so the first team are all are all of um, that Furlough Nun standard. So it's going to be going to be a tough league, and um, we've got some local teams in there. You know, we've got the likes of Thetford, Walsham in there, okay. uh, Stowe Market. Um, there's several whips which way. There's there's one or two that are a little, little bit further afield. So we've got like Saffron Waldham in there, um, Holland on Sea. Yeah. Um, but it, it's going to be a good a good standard, and I think I think it's going to be difficult to try and judge judge the quality of the teams at the start of the season because so so much has happened over the last last two years. I mean, I I, I could you know look look at the league table and start thinking, well, they were top last year and. And, and all the rest of it. But at, at the end of the day, it's, it's a new season. It's been a long time since the reserve teams would have played. You know, it, it's now July. They wouldn't have played since since December. And um, so it's a good seven, eight months of the time the league starts. And so I think it's going to be difficult to really, really get a gauge on who's, who's going to be top end, who's going to be bottom end until, until the league gets up and running and we start seeing the results come in. Excellent. And I'm guessing, mate... Uh... Football matches are on a Saturday or midweek under the, under the floodlights. Yeah, yeah. You say the the reserves we plan they'll either be three o'clock Saturday or we'll we'll have a few through the season. That'll be that'll be Tuesday evening seven forty five. Excellent. So just to finish on there, my friend, whereabouts would people find uh, Berrytown Ladies on ground, and uh, where would people find 
discount if they wanted to come and watch um, the ladies at Berry. And where would they find um, discs to come watch under 18s, reserves, and the first team? Um, so, Berry, our, our primary ground is Ram Meadow. And um, so that's near Ram, Ram Meadow Car Park in, in the town centre of Berry. And the ladies play Sunday afternoons with two o'clock kickoff. Um, and yeah, hopefully from, from this season with, with the way that um, restrictions are going, we'll, we'll be back to having spectators and it'll be good good to see a crowd there because it's it's such a great ground to, to be there. We played one game there last year. It's, it's a brilliant place and it'll be good good to get some spectators in there as well and start coming along to the Ram. It's, like I say, it's, it's brilliant. I, I enjoyed the game we had there last year. Um, for, for the disc teams, they'll be playing at Brewers Green Lane. Um, first reserves when they're at home will be Saturday 3 o'clock or Tuesday 7.45. And the under-18s are the same venue, but they'd be Thursday 7.45. And again, it's, a, it's another, another great venue to, to go to and watch, and watch some brilliant football. Absolutely, mate. And like I say, this is one of those really traditional, classic non-league grounds and... Um, you know, it has it in sort of like the last twenty odd years or so. I still remember it as uh, as as it was when I when I was knee high. And let's hope uh, the first team, yourselves, the under 18s and of course now Berrytown Ladies, um, that uh, you get plenty of success, mate, and um, everything goes well for you. And wish you all the best. Yeah, let's hope so. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome, my friend. And I will speak to you very soon. Yeah, nice one. Speak to you soon. And there we have it, everybody. That was Charlie Bowen, the manager of Distown Reserves, who have been formed once again, and we wish all the best. And also the manager of Berry Town Ladies. So remember, guys, keep an eye on both clubs' social media accounts and uh, be sure to uh, pop along to uh, Berry and Dist to see the reserves and the ladies and even the under-18s and Dist first team. And uh, remember to keep supporting your local football team. Thank you for, for, to Charlie for his time. Thank you for you for listening. Until the next time, we will see you all soon.